Hello, welcome to TBB Talks. I'm Aquia Jamfi, and in this episode, we're going to be talking to the cast and creator of the new BBC series, Domino Day. Please introduce yourselves, tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, well, I'm Lauren Sakira, and I am the creator and writer of Domino Day. I'm Sienna Kelly, and I play Domino Day. And so Domino Day is a thrilling TV series starring Sienna Kelly as Domino, a young, powerful witch navigating the world of dating apps with a secret mission. She's not looking for love, but rather community to help her understand her extraordinary abilities. Meanwhile, a coven of witches is tracking her, believing they must stop her before her powers wreak havoc. And as a menacing figure from Domino's past emerges, the story escalates towards a potentially explosive showdown. This is a six-episode series produced by Dancing Lip Productions for the BBC and the show blends mystery, magic and suspense. Is that an accurate description of what Domino Day is about? Yeah, yeah. It blends a bit of like relationship drama as well. Because you need a bit of love and stuff. Yeah. Oh, somebody's at the door. It'll be Percy. Hey everybody, childcare issues. So yeah, apologies for my, my lateness. I didn't know you were a new daddy. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, three months now. It's very cute when I see all my babies growing up. It's so fun. We just started, so if you could just chip in and say who you are, what you do and what your role is on Domino Day. My name's Perso Ascot. I play Leon in Domino Day. Leon is a bartender who meets Domino in, in the very first episode and uh, they have a connection. And yeah, I don't want to spoil anything too much, but yeah, they go on a journey together and we get to see their relationship and everything blossom, basically. So, Lauren, where were you in your mind? What was going on that you wanted to create this drama about a, a witch that's got wild powers? I've always loved the supernatural genre and, uh, you know, watch all those American shows, especially like, you know, the vampire shows, because there's something quite vampiric in Domino's power. And I just really wanted to do like a UK version of that and just show the Americans that we can also write thrilling, compelling supernatural dramas that have twists and turns, but also look at like themes such as identity and, you know, how we connect with each other and relationships and, and things like that. So, yeah. Oh, we were just talking about the fact that there's a bit of love interest in there as well. So is that what a show needs? It always needs to have that kind of push and pull dynamic to bring the world together. Is that how art imitates life? Is that what we need in a show that makes it kind of fully rounded and relatable to an audience? I think as humans, we're just designed to be social. It's, it's not just about romantic relationships. The coven of witches that see Domino as a threat at first become like a big force in her life throughout the series. It's just how we're designed as humans. I mean, I even think of the film Wally, -E, right? It was about a robot, but it's a romantic relationship. <laughs> I think every show and, and film and piece of like storytelling, yeah, you need you need relationships at the heart of it. Purcell, so usually, mm -hmm. and I don't, I might be being bringing my own bias to this, but most of the time, I only ever discuss shows like Charmed and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you know, I had a great big love for um, Stephen King horror books when I was growing up. I only kind of discuss those type of things with other girls and it seemed like those type of shows are female focused i can't think why but they are so what was your interest on shows like this i loved that as well i was watching buffy and charmed and all those types of shows it's a nice bit of a escapism i think i've probably wanted to have one of those powers as well you know <laughs> but i think it's definitely universal i don't think it's so selective or just for one type of audience and i think what we have is a diverse range of characters in the show as well there's also the witches everyone's got different powers and different meanings there's different backgrounds in, in terms of their powers also the show's got a lot that it offers but 
like the main heart of the show that we always talk about is just it's always important with this type of genre that it's always grounded in the themes that we're delving into so identity being one and just learning to accept yourself and who you are when I first read the script and reading those dating aspects of like having that contemporary feeling in terms of like the dating apps and then that world but how does that work in this world I just think that was brilliant just the first 10 minutes of the first episode it just sums up the show perfectly just it just hooks you straight in you kind of know what your what, what kind of journey you're going to go on and I think um, for me it's, it's much about being entertained as it is much about you know obviously following uh, the story arcs and, and what the characters go through and, and being engaged on that level there's some cool magic stuff that we do in the show between two characters and just even for me I wasn't there across the whole shoot day so it was nice to watch back all the episodes and just kind of being entertained myself as an audience member Sienna, you are Domino Day. You are the lead character. You are the lead witch in charge. Have you got a background of loving fantasy and sci-fi type shows and stuff like that? Was this a role that you've been coveting? Um, actually, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know much about like this genre and sci-fi and dystopian and, and fantasy. I don't really watch much of it. I don't know why. I mean, when I grew up, I was really into like Harry Potter, as everyone was. And I, I loved fantasy novels. I was really into fairies for some reason. I don't know why I was drawn to fairies so much, but I really, really was. And then I kind of stopped. So it was interesting because there were so many things that happen in this show that are just part of that genre that I didn't understand. Like the stakes being so high constantly and it being so emotional and the relentless pace of it. I didn't grow up watching like True Blood and Buffy and, and Vampire Diaries and stuff like that. But I was like, there's so much happening all the time. <laughs> Can she rest? Does she just like chat on the phone ever? <laughs> but it was, I'm happy that I don't know much about that genre because it meant that I tried to handle everything as realistically and as truthfully and as grounded as I possibly could because I was trying to see it as a just a pure drama and not think about the supernatural elements to it and just make it feel as human and relatable as possible and then let in the edit and my director and the writers do all of the fun exciting supernatural magic stuff i think the people who are into like true blood and all those kind of shows they would really like the show as well Lauren, on the back of that, so you've got a lead actor who's like, mm, all this fantasy drama stuff, how's it all going to blend into my real depiction of this witch? How did you narrow all that down and create a script that is relatable to all sorts of people who are coming into it with their own interests and likes and dislikes? I mean, a lot of the development was getting the balance right. Like, you know, there were probably earlier drafts where it was slightly too relationship drama and there wasn't enough magic. And then sometimes it was too magic. So it was always sort of finding that balance. And even when we got to the edit, you know, I obviously got the scripts down, but like with, with the help of the directors and stuff, it's like you're still working out that balance through every sort of process of production. It's part of a genre convention with a supernatural drama that there's always a relationship aspect. And, and yeah, you're dealing with mythical creatures sometimes or, or whatever, but it's always has to be grounded. What was your research like? Because there's so much to explore. You could have gone far and wide. How did you narrow it down for the geeks of this space? I think it's understanding what came before like you know obviously the Harry Potter series I knew it wouldn't be that it would you know I didn't want wands I didn't want broomsticks or, or any of the sort of witchy iconography that sometimes seems a little bit cheesy you know I, I knew I wanted it to feel cool and of the time that 
the majority of the audience would understand. Even shows like A Discovery of Witches, which was like the witch show that came out while I was developing this. And, you know, I sort of looked at that and sort of how they did magic and tried to find the tone in that and be like, okay, so that's their tone. This is going to be how I sort of do it. You know, I wanted it to feel a bit more sexy and seductive, um, which really helped with the sort of dating relationship part of the world. It just blended perfectly together. Yourselves, when this came, this script came your way, you got the character of Leon. How does this fit into your career journey and evolution of the characters you want to play? And you said you liked the world that you were reading about, but why was Leon specifically like, yeah, you're rooting for him in a kind of way. Yeah. He centers Domino, I think that's what it is. Yeah, there's, there's a ground in there with everything that's going on in the series. It's nice when we do have those moments with Domino and Leon. I feel like humanizes her journey also, just gives us a difference in terms of their dynamic. And even just in that first episode, when I was watching it back, feeling really sad for her because, you know, you can see what she has to do and the, the kind of choices that she makes and you really like lean on to that. But just, yeah, picking up the script for me was just, I'm such a fan of genre and I feel like the stuff I've done before in my career, I've, I've never done nothing like this. I don't think we have many shows like this in the UK. So any opportunity I get where I feel like I could be a part of something that's completely different and just be immersed in that world is something that really ticks my boxes. I was very lucky because, I mean, my process was slightly different. I was on board the opportunity maybe like two, three weeks before filming. But although we did have enough time, we, you know, we had like rehearsal periods basically beforehand, but I was very grateful to be a part of a really cool ensemble. You know, I'm not even just saying that. The cast are really cool. Uh, working with Sienna was amazing and just fantastic. And then, you know, Eva, the director, Nadira, I think we had a really, really wicked creative team and um it was almost like a bonus you know i didn't really know what to expect but going through the journey i'm really grateful that i was able to be a part of this project basically and yeah it's always nice for me to just play a different character a different world for a different type of audience and then of course the kind of work i have done in the past there might be opportunities in the future that i can keep showing versatility and just range after watching all six episodes there feels as though you know if there's appetite for a season two who knows what could happen again not to say any spoilers i'm looking forward to seeing where this world can be expanded and into next and how Lauren sees it all moving really no pressure Lauren <laughs> well, we'll come back to that so um so yeah, yeah. similar question actually so where were you in your career and why was Domino like you know what I can't wait well I thought it was a really original script when I first read it I loved that we flipped it on the head in that like first 10 minutes something really really unexpected happened I thought it was so cool I thought it was really smart and it felt human to me. Like it felt like something I could relate to. And I really empathized with Domino and her situation. I also loved the friction of Domino being this unbelievably powerful and dangerous witch and having these incredible abilities, but at the same time being deeply insecure and lonely and isolated and confused and and wanting connection. And I loved that that was all in one person. I thought like as an actor, that is such a brilliantly fun thing and complicated thing to play. And it felt nuanced. And I think that's why I was drawn to it when I don't normally go in for much um, genre stuff, because it did. Domino just felt so, so layered and so complicated. And she was a real challenge to play. Like, it's non-stop for Domino. <laughs> like, it did not let up at all. And it was, you know, I had to be incredibly focused and disciplined while we were filming. Um, and basically just live like a monk. Like I didn't, every like decision I made for the four months that we were filming was for Domino. It was a massive challenge and I 
I really, really enjoyed being challenged so much. So um, for you, Lauren, getting someone to say, yep, let's commission this big, massive world of magic and predominantly black cast and something that hasn't been done before in this way on UK TV. What was that conversation? How did you convince the commissioners to say, yeah, you know, we're going to take a punt on you. BAFTA nominated, sure, whatever. But you got to get in that room and get them to agree with mm-hmm. your idea. I think it helped that um, I had worked with the BBC on, I think, a couple of projects that really got quite far, but didn't get, you know, the final green light. Um, so I think they were they were aware of my writing. And I think obviously like the shows like Gangs of London coming out, um, they could see I could do genre gangsters and action and stuff. But it was also just like putting forward the argument that the audience is all, always out there for these kind of shows. And I can't remember the last Supernatural show on BBC Three. I almost want to say being human and that was like a good few years ago i feel like i might be missing one but you know we don't do it a lot but when those shows come out there's always a buzz there's always people that you know follow it and, and just want more so I just sort of walked into that room confident with this story that i believe in it and my team with me believed in it and it helped that the bbc i guess believed in me as a writer so what was the most challenging for all of you actually you can chip in in your role in in domino day I think me as the creator, it's like making TV is very collaborative and I love getting other voices and other ideas in, but it's it's choosing when to sort of take on those ideas, make sure that your voice is still at the forefront. And, you know, there were times when I wasn't always empowering my own voice and sort of had to like dig deep and go back to to the root of what I wanted to say. I don't think any writer can prepare for that. I think you sort of have to like just go through it and just feel it all and be gentle with yourself and navigate it, yeah. Yeah, it's like sending a child to school as a parent. (laughs) Sienna and Purcell, like what were some challenging moments in bringing your characters to life and actually working with this ensemble cast? I think for me, it was because of the timeline. I was on board the project, like I said, a couple of weeks before filming. So for me, it was just getting myself immersed into the world and just preparing for it. And and I guess, you know, make sure I, I portray Leon, how Lauren sees it in her head and also just how I kind of envision Leon and I think always when you're doing characters like Leon and Domino it always comes down to chemistry and I think that is something that can sometimes be unexplained but also I think it's just how I guess as actors me and Sienna would you know approach those shoot days and I think we had the opportunity to be collaborative and add certain bits in some of our scenes and just to make it you know nice light-hearted fun um, but also at the same time like sincere and genuine and authentic and stuff hopefully that comes across in, in a lot of the moments that we have together across the series but yeah that timeline was a, a mini challenge but like I said I think it was solved quite quickly just from being a part of a really cool team who just took me in and um, made me feel very safe to kind of explore and try new things basically. And Sienna? Domino is in a really unstable place for a majority of the series she's in a really hypersensitive and lost place and everything's kind of coming at her at like a million like miles per hour so to stay in that state of stress and panic and devastation (laughs) for months on end and still like look after myself and still make sure I'm getting enough sleep and that I know my lines and everything like that and making sure that I'm well rested so that I can deliver the best performance that I can so I think it really was the stamina to try and keep up with the emotional place that Domino is in for the majority of the series. She is. She's really stressed at all, Domino. <laughs> I'm with good reason to be very stressed. Yeah. 
There is, um, which pleased me to no end, was a reference to Obia and the Caribbean aspect of magic and grounding in history and culture and tradition, which is also important. This is the reason why we talk about representation and having other stories told on screen. And I was like, oh my gosh, how, where's it going to go? How's it going to be presented? I was really, really pleased with it being there and being mentioned and referenced. So can you just expand on how you went about representing it and obviously you know the pressures of anything to do with our culture there haven't really been many obia portrayals in the media there have been voodoo and it's often negative and just watching those shows i think it was the show american horror story coven yeah and i hated the portrayal in that and you know i'd heard of obia like through family friends and stuff i knew it existed and when i was like researching into it and it was like it was actually banned you know and it, it was a way of disempowering slaves who had come over from west africa it was their way of trying to express themselves and the negative portrayals or the worry from the white slave masters was to control them, basically. And I just felt like using that real world story and sort of putting it into the show where we have these elders that are, the majority are white, and they sort of have all these rules about, you know, what magic should, what cultures are allowed to be represented in this magical world. So you have the character of Kat, who's sort of repressed that to sort of fit into this elder rule. And it's like, in a way, she goes on the same journey as Domino, where she is just embracing who she is. And I just felt that was just so empowering. It No, like, this is who I am. And I'm, you know, she she goes through a journey to sort of find that strength to, to own it. I really appreciated that because I think it's more information education. And it is that it's been black magic in quotes from the cultural aspect has always been portrayed quite negatively, mm. even when we're us ourselves sometimes don't embrace it in the same way they could and understand its roots and nuances. So I, I really appreciated that. And um, the show also has a kind of a female empowerment narrative to it. Domino, though she's stressed and harried and all sorts of going on, she is trying to take ownership of who she is and how she is in control of her life. Sienna, can you speak to the importance of that as a character that you're playing that goes out, you know, and inspires young, maybe not inspires young girls to become witches, but at least take ownership of their destiny in some way, shape or form, no matter how difficult it may be. I mean, that was one of the things I absolutely loved about the story and Domino's journey. And even something like the narrative of when a woman is super powerful, or super successful a lot of the time. And men and women do this, not just men, but they are usually turned into some sort of monsters or villains. And only very recently are we like letting powerful or successful women be put up on a pedestal. But even then they still get taken down and still, I don't know, named divas or difficult or uh, not very nice, um, get reputations really, really, really easy. I've heard of like women in my industry who have quote unquote bad reputations and the examples of like why they have one are just insane. It's just like, oh no, they're just asserting themselves or like they take up space or they've expressed an opinion that you don't like. So it feels timely in that Domino, this extremely powerful witch, is being made to feel like a monster and she sees herself as a monster. And so it's about all of this self-love and self-acceptance and that if you are honest and vulnerable, and you really do show those parts of yourself that you've been made to feel ashamed of to people, people there will be people who love you. And that doesn't just mean romantically, that also means platonically in a family way as well. There will be people who see that and love you, not like despite those things, but because of those qualities. 
and that also it's not easy to learn to love yourself when your whole life you've been made to feel like you should be ashamed. It's incredibly hard and I think sometimes with social media and stuff like that we make it sound so easy with these affirmation quotes of like I love myself, I, you are beautiful and manifestation and stuff but it's really really hard to unpack and unlearn all that. When you start dismantling that it doesn't happen in a, a couple of days or weeks or months not even in a, in a year like it it's a long thing that you have to really keep on trying to do so it's refreshing to see someone learning to accept themselves from going through that journey and actually seeing how painful it is and how uncomfortable it really is to do that and that it takes a while Purcell similarly you've got a man who warts and all is going to stand by this woman and show her that you can be loved and you are worthy of love out there in the wide world you've got men versus women and as women become more empowered you've got men who are disillusioned and scared and think women are going to take over and you know what is masculinity what does it mean to be a man in a world where women can do maybe just as equal stuff that they can do or been told that they should only do that kind of portrayal of another type of man who doesn't have to have, know all the answers but can support a woman who's flawed what did how did I don't know, maybe it's the importance of showing men in different lights. What, what, how does that resonate with you through Leon's character? The truth is, I probably relate to Leon in that sense that I don't have those insecurities or have to kind of hold this power to feel dominant in my gender role or whatever it is when it comes to like that kind of what you mentioned in terms of the scenes between men and women and things like that. So I think it's important to show Leon because there are many Leons that exist across the, the spectrum of us all. Also, I think there's a moment in the show which is great where that relationship between Leon and Domino, it does shift slightly and it's okay. Like, it doesn't have to be this, oh, you know, in a lot of shows when it comes to relationships, it's almost like they either, they're make or break. It's like we're either together or we're not, you know? And I think there's a gentleness between Leon and Domino, which is quite nice to see that we don't always have to have the answers in terms of just like what the relation, where the relationship could be going, but it's just about just enjoying maybe just the now and the present. And it's, it's important that we have a character like that who comes across the screen because there are many versions of Leon's, like I mentioned, out there. So yeah, I don't know if it's going to create a massive message in that sense, but it's nice that we are going a different direction. We have a different route of a character. What I wanted to say for both of your answers is just Lauren sitting back as the creator, something that's in your mind and having people that are working on it, bringing your story to life in such a beautiful way, have such deep thought level of understanding and interpretation of the world that you've created and the characters that you've given them to play. Because I, I mean, that must be like heartwarming. Yeah. Affirming. Like, just can you speak to that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there proud and I didn't even make the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the dream of any writer's writing that it connects to people in that way. And, you know, the directors had a big part in sort of translating that to screen as well. It's like I say, it's a collaborative effort. And now the hope is that, you know, there's an audience out there that also connect in a way. Which I think they will. So then quickly, just a quick five round. There's three of you, so we've got to get through this really quickly. I want to know, it's totally off topic. What are you guys watching right now? So I'll start with you, Lauren. What are you watching? It's really not, uh, it's a very predictable answer, the traitors. Yeah. Purcell, what are you watching? 
I mean, do you want to hear my guilty pleasure or we try to talk about something a bit more? <laughs> I wanted to be honest. <laughs> I can't lie to you. I've just been watching. I just finished. I'm, oh, sorry, I'm not finished, but I'm watching Love Island All Stars. Oh, I'm also watching that. Yeah. And it's my first time watching it. I can't lie. I've, I know most of the stories and, and what happens in different series. But yeah, when it's on, it's, it's a nice sort of downtime background, you know, bits and pieces. Don't think I picked up a new series yet. I'm actually looking. I finished I finished The Kitchen. Yeah, that was um good to watch as well with uh, Daniel and, and Kano. And I also watched The After, and I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. It was nominated for an Oscar. So I think I'm just trying to get through. My watch list right now is all the things that have been nominated that I've missed out on. How to Have Sex, I finished that as well. That was brilliant. Me as a good friend as well. So yeah, just grateful to see some friends uh, being recognised, really. That's pretty much my, my my watch list. I love how you try to sneak in some redeeming stuff after you say <laughs> It's okay. I also watched Saltburn and Past Lives. <laughs> <laughs> We've judged you already. Everyone's judged you. <laughs> Sienna, answer carefully. What are you watching right um, I just finished um, an animated series on Netflix called Carol and the End of the World, um, which was really, really original and really interesting and kind of soothed my like nihilism momentarily. Um, I also saw Maestro at the cinema a couple of weeks ago and oh my God, that was a masterpiece that was like my favorite film from this kind of season of films i just thought it was flawless like one of my favorite films i've ever seen yeah very good what are you reading right now anything i'm reading the children of blood and bone series um i was quite late to it so um i'm only on the first book but yeah really enjoying it big tick um herself yeah, I'm kind of in my entrepreneurial books right now. I'm reading Stephen Bartlett's Diary of a CEO. Kind of connects to a lot of the things I do on, on the other side of things, you know, with my company and stuff. More of that right now. That's on my to-read list. Um, Sienna? Um, I'm reading two books at the moment. One's about adaptogens and herbalism. And the other one is a book called Brazil That Never Was by AJ Lees. Nice. What was the last thing you guys saw on stage? And that could be a play or a concert, you know, something on stage. The last play I think I watched was for Black Boys. Um, it's great to see that it's, it's coming back as well. It's new cast as well, international. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go and check it out one more time. But, yeah, love that play. And I love the creative team. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, mine was a concert. I went to see um, this artist called Rimon. She's uh, Ethiopian heritage, but lives in Sweden. But she does this cool mashup of like R&B, a little bit indie. And I saw her live and she was amazing. Cool. Sienna. I actually saw The Witches at the National and it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. It was, I, mean, I think it shuts like on Saturday, but I really, 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 really loved it. It was great. And what are you guys listening to? Oh. Probably my own playlist. I've got a lot of, um, I've discovered Black Odyssey recently, so I've been listening to a lot of that. Yeah, just sort of alternative. R&B is my jam right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of tag, tag on to the R&B thing. Play Your Soul is just... Yes, yeah. <sighs> yeah, <clears throat> that's all I've got to say. Yeah, Play Your Soul. Um, I... Rosalia just, like, has me on a, on a hold for... <laughs> I now, like, I... Just I'm always listening to Rosalia and like a lot of reggaeton. And I like the Zoe podcast, which is that has anyone seen Zoe, which is that thing where it tracks like your whatever, it's like a health food podcast that talks about like wellness and health. It's really good. Okay, so finally, finally, well almost finally, it's award season, right? And 
everyone's getting nominated awards are going to be won but i want to get an award for being able to drink water really fast because i think it's an amazing skill so i just wanted to ask you what skill do you have that you think you should get an award for which probably won't get recognized at the baftas or the oscars but one that i can give you now okay mine would be being able to wake up at 5am in the morning and change a nappy <laughs> yeah you should get it yeah, yeah. I, I was raising a human but like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do we follow that i, I don't know um i don't to think i must have like what's your skill what's your party trick that you think you should get in the water <laughs> my party trick's really weird it's it's probably not and it's visual, so it's probably not right for this. <laughs> it's visual. I could basically fit my fist into my mouth, yeah. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we're under the floor for that. Good for yeah. you. And um, together, you've got to top nappies and... <laughs> Even yeah. though I am not a morning person. Okay. And obviously, when we're filming, we have to be up at, like, 5 a.m., and I am someone who likes to wake up at like 11 in the morning. <laughs> I still will get up before five and be in the gym or doing a yoga class at like 3.30 in the morning before filming. I definitely feel like I deserve an award for that. Yeah. <laughs> Just finally for Domino Day, when is it out? Where can we watch it? Yes. And why should we watch it? Well, it's going to be out on Wednesday the 31st, which I don't know when people listen to this, it might already be out. BBC iPlayer, that is. <laughs> and uh, you should watch it because we're in it and we're going to do some stuff. And it's dark, it's sexy, it's mysterious. What else, Yana, would you say? It's pacey, it's high-stakes. Yes entertaining yes it's great escapism keep going it's heart <laughs> in mouth kind of thing it's a roller coaster but there's less reasons to not watch it mm. yeah. and I, I would round up by saying you've got it's made by someone who can fit their fist in their mouth yeah. <laughs> two people one who gets up the both could get up really early one who goes yeah. to at 3 30 and one can change a nappy at 5 a.m <laughs> Guys, why else wouldn't you watch Domino Day? Come on. There we go, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you, as always.